<laughs> a lot of pressure, man. Yeah, it is. Evil. And evil. Not our real names. Nailed it. Move it however you're comfortable, Todd. That's a little risque there. Uh-oh. This is how we're starting, huh? Well, <laughs> yes, we are. Dirty, dirty. I love that intro. Yeah, we might have to, you know. Love that intro. Reuse that one. All right. Hey, welcome to a little independent weirdos. Not a little independent weirdos, but hey, weirdos, welcome to a little independent. My name's Ryan. And I'm Todd. Hi, Todd. Hi, Ryan. How are you, sir? Was that my Kathleen Turner? It, Yeah. Late Kathleen Turner. Did it. I understand she was on a TV show uh, later on in her life playing a man. I won't watch it. Friends, people <laughs> like it. should watch Friends. I will not watch it. But today, and, and we should I should have thought ahead, is Star Wars Day, May the 4th. Yes. And I don't think there's really an independent Star Wars movie. We could have done like a fan film on YouTube or something, but maybe for next year. Well, there's independence where they're... You know, little comic geeks are running around with Star Wars. Uh-oh. Putting Star Wars comic geeks on blast. <laughs> they like being called that. It was know? a reference. <laughs> it was a, it was a but bad reference. <laughs> I, I, have, I have an apology to make to you. Oh, and right off the get-go. I've heard from the corrections office, and I feel really stupid. Last episode, um, I thought I was really clever with some things, but I, I was not. Um, Wings of Desire was a movie we did uh, we did last time. Yeah, and I mentioned that there was a remake of it called Far Away So Close. Yeah, sequel. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent the sequel. And our movie even said to be continued. I feel so profoundly stupid. So I mean, I'm like, well, what's be, wrong with me? Isn't it the research department that we have to go uh, I, have a talk with? I guess, but. I just thought it was an American version of it, and they had the original actors in it. No, yeah. it's a full sequel. It's so, a whole different movie. City of Angels is still on the table. City then? of Angels is a remake of the first one of Wings of Desire. Um, so out of the German existential abyss, you have pulled us out of the muck, Todd. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, you kept, Saying I have a certain type of movie, I was a little concerned. This there. is a thing for you. Yeah, well, I should. Is it getting you? Yeah, I'll stop yeah. saying. Well, it. when your wife said it, you know, and then I'm like, oh, what the hell's going on? No. So I went, I went through all my films, and <laughs> and it proved myself that it wasn't true. So no, I'm no, okay no, now. no. In this one, you know, little kids are abused, so you still have a type. <laughs> they yelled. I, I think they stick up for themselves no, you, pretty good. Don't you? You have done a, such a service, sir. By suggesting literally a movie with happy in the title. Yeah. Happy Texas from 1999. Yeah. The year of the Matrix and the Blair Witch. I know. What and a year. I had not seen this. I think I, I may have you comment- told me you, I, you told me you did. You said you, I thought you said you I got it confused movie. with something else. And oh, really? Holy shit. Was you, this that fun. was your first time. Yes. That makes me very happy. This was. <laughs> it was so much fun. Um, it's a gem. It, it is a gem. Happy Texas, 1999, the description. Uh, see what you think about this. Okay. 
Three prisoners escape. Two end up in Happy, Texas, where they're mistaken for a gay couple expected there to help with the small girl's beauty pageant. As the two are paid $1,000, they decide to stay until the heat is gone. Yeah. Why do they call it the small girl's beauty pageant? <laughs> so you don't think Miss America or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just One review I read. Girls. Yeah, and I'm going to save that for the end, what, it, what they compared it to, because... I had a little issue with the end is all. Not an issue, but just an observance. Okay. We may have the same observance. Yeah. I'm sure we do. This is billed as a comedy crime romance. Definitely comedy. 100%. Definitely crime. And romance. I loved. Yeah. It's a romantic comedy. I loved the Harry and Joe story. I thought they were awesome together. Yeah. There, there were some surprising things yep. about this movie. Except he's Steven in the movie. Well, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. So um, we're going to go through our cast list. We start uh, starring Jeremy Northam as Harry. Um, had you seen him in anything before? Um, Harry Hole in the, uh, the Snowman the Epic Snowman movie. No, no, no. <laughs> no. I actually looked. His name's Harry Sawyer in this, not Harry Hole. <laughs> yeah, if which you is watch... still the most confusing yeah. character, but that's from the book. Yeah, and it's a Swedish or Scandinavian thing. No, never mind. Yeah, we're, that would be a rabbit hole. So Harry, he's a British guy. Did you know that? No. The lead actor in this? British guy. Not at all. I remembered him as the villain. This is the nerdiest shit you'll hear. From The Net with Sandra yeah. Bullock. That's I went down his whole, he's like 50 films. Oh, you films. looked him up? Yeah, earlier. Yeah. 50 films. The Net, I'm like, that's the only one I think I saw. <laughs> um, the Net, 50 movies. I haven't seen in a long time. I don't know if it holds up. He's also in a movie called Mimic. Um, oh, with and, Mira Sorvino, and it's a sci-fi horror movie, and it's actually pretty good. Yeah, I'm sure I've seen that years ago. You may, yeah. yeah and it, that, it's, I recognize it that. It spawned some sequels, uh, which weren't as good, but that first one was actually pretty cool. And then he is in a movie, a fucking bonkers movie, called The Singing Detective. Have you ever seen this? No. Robert Downey Jr., Mel Gibson. Oh. Uh, it's, it, I think it's a remake, and this just watch. The Singing Detective. Watch it tonight if you can. Catch it, this movie. <laughs> all right. See, see you get, again, he's a you get all these bonus movies with us. You, you never, you it's never just one. Just because I'm a huge nerd. Then I could talk about this man for the whole podcast. Steve Zahn oh. as Wayne, Wayne, Wayne Jr. <laughs> and the way he says it, he, he has got his name. That was <laughs> so I laughed out loud many times in this movie. Oh, right from the get-go. The first time. <laughs> says his name is Wayne, Wayne Wayne Jr. Yeah. So let's extrapolate that for a minute. His father <laughs> yeah. is Wayne, Wayne, Wayne Sr. He's a junior. They had to do it again. So his last name is Wayne, clearly. You middle know, John name. Wayne, whatever. But they named the first name and the middle name. Mm -hmm. That was so freaking funny, coupled with how he looks. But so Steve's on. I fucking love this guy and have... What's the first thing you remember seeing him in? Is there anything you remember seeing him in, in anything? And I'm not trying I mean, to set this, you up. This might be it. I mean, because this is 99. I can't think of an earlier one. He blasted right out of the gate in that thing you do. Stole that movie. Oh, yeah. Was that earlier? He's the guitar player, yeah. Is that earlier than I this? wonder what happened to the Oneaters. And his style, and a lot of people say he's a one-trick pony, and I get it, but he's so good at what he does. Um, he's in Out of Sight. Yeah. Have you ever seen Out of Sight? Steven Soderbergh movie with George Clooney and um, I'm trying to Jennifer Lopez. Now, Out of Sight. I want to say yes, but. Came what, what, out in 1998. 
I have a theory that his character from Out of Sight is his character from this movie. Okay. Because I know this is is this is visual. Yeah. But this is him in Out of Sight. Oh yeah, totally. He's just not wearing it. Not wearing the skull cap. Now, the, was he just cultivating that handlebar mustache for this movie, yeah. or is it possible they could was be he, the same character? Was he a con? Yeah, ex, he, he was a criminal. Yeah, yeah. yeah so different I mean, name that, and out of sight. He wasn't Wayne 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 Jr. Yeah. So when they're in prison, you know, you see a lot of that. But out of sight, particularly the scene. Again, he's goofy, but he has this emotional resonance to him that's really unbelievable. Um, Saving yeah, he, Silverman is a comedy that is super underrated. Sahara. Yeah, I love that. I don't. Also starring William H. Macy. Again, the poor Dirk Pitt movie that nobody yeah. liked, which I freaking love. Mm-hmm. He's in Rescue Dawn. Remember Rescue Dawn? Yep. Super dramatic. He's in a lot of stuff. He is. But and why he, isn't he's not he... a one trick pony. He is no. not. He, why isn't he... he bigger than he? I mean, the guy is so fucking rad. Yeah. And then he's in a movie we both love, which we may do on the show Knights of Bad Aston. <laughs> you may have forgotten about that one. Yep, yep. You, no, I watched that thanks to you. Um, then we have William Which H. Which is Macy. a nice, proper geek Star oh, Wars. Yeah. It's perfect. For today. It's, perfect. It's nice for you to mention that one. Perfect. Then we have William H. Macy, who plays um, Sheriff Chappie Dent. We could talk about <laughs> William H. Macy for the next 17 hours. Yeah. All the actors are great in this, but Zahn and, and Macy were just... Oh, just so good. Really amazing. Yeah. Really amazing. And, and William H. Macy, I, I, the one movie I want to call out is The Cooler. Have you ever seen The Cooler? Oh, yeah. Alec Number Baldwin. Yep. Maria. And, uh, uh, but she, no. Yeah, I'm going to get it wrong. It's not Bellucci. But no, that's... I Maria know, Bello. I, Maria Bello. Uh, that was almost there. Um, super, super great. William H. Macy just elevates everything he's in. Yeah. In this especially, I yeah, was blown I, away by him. I mean, this. I always think Fargo, right off yeah. the gate, you know. But oh, well, be right there. Yeah, yeah, Shep Proudfoot. <laughs> He's fleeing the oh, scene. I got those numbers right now. He's fleeing the interview. Um, and then we have our female lead, Allie Walker, as Josephine McClintock, aka Joe. Tell me, you know her from a very important early '90s action movie. Oh, I didn't look Did her, see her. I didn't look her filmography up. I did see she was from Tennessee, which gives her that southern. I actually thought her accent was the worst out of everybody's. Interesting. She probably just used her regular. Okay, maybe they just regularly I mean, sound like shit. You, so you're very attuned yeah. to Texas versus she is Tennessee. the female lead in Universal Soldier, my friend. Oh, Dolph Lundgren, Jean Claude Van Damme, who has to cool down. His buns just out, and she's putting ice all over him, and she again. She always stuck out to me in that movie. She's better than she should be in it. I think she's got a really cool look. Yeah. And she's tough. What did you think of her in this movie? I thought she was great, man. Yeah, she killed it. She was really, really good. And there's one scene in particular that I loved. Uh, we have Elena Douglas as Miss Schaefer, who is the teacher <laughs> of their... The, yeah. uh, what is she? The teacher? Of the She's teaching the girls she, in the pageant. She, but, you know. Okay. And well, she's never gotten them into... Um, she's a character actress. She's great. Um, I first remember her from the remake of Cape Fear in 1991. Oh. Um, she was in that. And she's in Stir of Echoes, which is a Kevin Bacon ghost story. I have that's s- really creepy. Yeah. I, it, I have seen that, but it's not really. Then we have uh, MC Ganey, renowned character actor. He plays Bob. Um, he's in 189. He has 189 credits. 
in a lot of broken Bob, wizard movies. Bob, oh, the the third convict, the third Bob Maslow. Con. Yeah, yeah. I think he's probably best known for Con Air. As the crazy pilot, and he's the guy who's in sideways, running naked with his dong hanging out in sideways. That's after him. The guy gets busted. Yeah. That- <laughs> <laughs> that That's that him. scene yeah. is just incredible. Yeah. If if not, if if you haven't seen Sideways, do yourself a favor and watch it. Yeah. Um, written by Ed Stone, Mark Isley, and Phil Reeves. None of them have really done much, uh, with the exception Phil Reeves, who wrote this movie, was also an actor in Sideways. Yeah. Well, so we'll say it's a writer director, and then he had help with a couple other writers. Yeah. But- it was directed by Mark Isley. Um, he was noted he was the second unit director on Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. He's got another movie uh, that he directed in 2003 called Bookies. And then he just drops off the map. Which kind of sounds interesting, but it stars Nick Stahl, who is an actor who I think legitimately went insane. Like, went crazy. He's the kid in uh, Terminator 3. He's John oh, Connor I thought Terminator you... <laughs> 3. Well, and so did Furlong in no, no, Terminator no, no. Nick, 2. This guy literally like left, was institutionalized or something. I may be talking out of school. Um, tagline. Did you look up the tagline? No, I you oh, know, you I saw him? it like in small print, but I am like, nope, nope, this is our moment. I like right. I like when I like when you read it to me, right? There's more than one. <laughs> Escaped convicts disguised as beauty pageant experts? This could get ugly. Let's, yeah, it lets you know it's a comedy. Okay. And the second one is, they need pros. They're getting cons. <laughs> All right. Not I bad. Like, I like both of those. Uh, brisk hour and 38 minutes. Budget was $2.5 million. Opening weekend, U.S. made 72000 Worldwide gross, $3.7 million. And it was purchased at Sundance. Yep. 1999. So uh, a couple of awards, American Comedy Awards, nominee for William H. Macy as Best Supporting Actor, which I think is well-deserved. Oh, yeah. Um, Film Independent Spirit Awards, Steve Zahn won for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, you see a lot of stuff with Zahn, even in the critics on this. And uh, at Sundance, Steve Zahn won Special Jury Prize for Dramatic Acting. Yeah. It had to be the dance. I, but it's interesting. I, I, I think it's great. And a Grand Jury Prize nominee for the director for dramatic film. Yeah. All right. He kills in this. He does. Um, well, so getting into this movie, and, and I know like there's a lot of people, the reviews talked about how there's a lot of premises like this. There's movies where people are pretending to be something else, and there's this. Trapped in Paradise is one with Nicolas Cage. Yep. But... I didn't give a shit. I, I was on board from moment one. Yeah. And it opens on a highway with a kind of chain gang situation. Yeah. And a dead armadillo. All three of our boys are uh, tied together, chained together. Chained together. And immediately the thing that first hits me is Steve Zahn's choice of accent. Because <laughs> he's doing, and I was in. It's hard to understand him. He He's doing like a, he's got um, like a my- gumball in his mouth. Yeah, a like chew. a Jeff Bridges. He's like, doing a later he's, Jeff Bridges. He's full of chew. Yeah. You know. And the handlebar mustache, the whole nine yards, yeah. which I thought was fake, but based on this picture, maybe it was totally real. But he and um I'm already forgetting names. Well, Steven. Are we going by He and Harry? So Wayne and Harry are tied together with Bob, and they start to get 
upset with one another. Bob apparently is very irritable. Uh, yeah, well, they're scooping up a dead armadillo. Zan, our boy, yeah, is. Yeah, and they got a and bag then, uh, all this stuff. They're and, standing right in the middle of the road, by the way. Harry's, yeah, right in the middle of the highway in uh, Cool Hand Luke style. Got all the armed <laughs> yeah, guards around him. Did you get the parallel to Cool Hand Luke with how he was talking? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, I keep wanting to call him Steve, but it's Harry at this point. Yeah. Harry is our uh, is our bag boy, and he's tired of it. Or no, how about the opening joke? I'm sorry. That got me. Why did the armadillo cross the road? <laughs> it didn't. See? And he sticks his dead armadillo right in his face. <laughs> when Bob gets irritable, starts calling Steve Zahn's character, um, Wayne's character, Goat Boy. And I love Wayne's trigger. The light is green. The light is green. Yeah. So this is a funny moment for you when I texted you the other day and I replied... The light is green, oh. and you you replied with, with the, Ghost the Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters yeah, response, the which plane. I didn't get right at first. So you hadn't seen the movie yet. No, no. So we had two different movies yeah. going in in our we still language. It. We still got there. That's funny. And what what I love, MC Ganey is a physical right, like he's a big domineering presence, and Harry's a pretty tall guy, but he's just a scary dude. And what killed me was Steve Zahn's not going to fight him, but he stands for so long, and then he hits MC Ganey with the armadillo. (laughs) (laughs) He stands there staring at him, and then bam, and there's this nasty like goo all over MC Ganey's face. I don't know what they use for that, but it is so gross. I could smell it. Yeah. I could smell it through the screen. Yeah, you literally feel it. And the fight causes them to be taken away. They're taken away in a van, Yeah, and... You'd call this the inciting incident in that um, Wayne and Bob start fighting in the van, which causes the van yeah. to completely overturn. Yeah, he Killing calls the driver? Or knocking him out? I don't think out. they show, yeah. But it they they, they just crawl out. Clearly and... escape. Yeah. <laughs> calls him goat boy again. Bob takes off. And I didn't know at this point that Wayne and Harry don't know each other. No. Yeah, introductions are in order now. Which was kind of interesting. And... They go to, and we didn't talk about him. We talked about him in the poker uh, night episode, but Ron Perlman uh, plays a Texas Marshal, which again is perfect. Yeah. He's not in it a ton, but when he's going through who. He he looks so young, too. He does. 22 years ago. I feel like he was young until one point and he aged like 50 years. Like he's been the same. Like his skull grew. Yeah. Like his his hair went gray. So much bigger, like Travolta. It just. A matter of moments, and he's looked the same good ever since. Ever since, but Ron Perlman says that uh, these are the people who are fugitives. And Wayne steals cars, Harry credit card scams, and maybe a forger. Did you get that? Yep. Maybe a forger because he he does do some forgery. Yeah, white collar stuff. And then Bob is a bad guy. They don't and say what he does, but he's the a The reason bad we're guy. here today, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. The other two, forget yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Before you hurt, kill somebody else. So they've established there's there are fugitives. We have people hunting them. Really bad guy out there. Um, and that sets the movie up pretty well, yeah. I think. Because you don't know where you know Harry and Wayne are going to go. Um, and then we move into two other characters named Stephen and Dave. In a convenience store. Now, did you, I don't remember which was Stephen and Dave, but did one of those guys look familiar to you? Uh, the shorter one, guys? maybe? 
kind of. One of them, his name is Michael Hitchcock, and he's in Serenity. He's the key members of Parliament have observed this subject. Yes. Yeah. I yes. thought. I, mean, I didn't know if you would kind of connect to that. At yeah, all. I didn't. It. N- Michael Hitchcock. I, he's in a ton of Christopher Guest movies. Amazing ad libber. Um, I thought maybe that would click to you. He looks way younger, but yeah. Do you think they were ad libbing that whole? Uh, I think most lovers of quarrel well, in the. <laughs> I, I, who knows how much was ad libbed in this movie? Yeah, like I don't think well, the Harry well, character ad libbed <laughs> a bunch, but Steve Zahn for I, sure. Yeah, they definitely didn't script his dance. Yeah. Oh God, that was amazing. I, I rewound that. <laughs> so Stephen and Dave, uh, they're they're on the road. They've got an RV. I've noticed that um, it's Jim Hogg County. Jim Hogg County Corrections. Nice. And there's some kind of voiceover. And the quote that I wrote down is, prisons are leaking like a macrame diaphragm. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently this area has a, like a fugitive problem. That was like the radio station. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Harry and Wayne end up stealing an RV that belonged to these characters. Yeah. Stephen and, and I love the way they filmed it. They're, they're in the retail gas station whatever they're in filming those two guys mm-hmm. having their little spat about you know midlife crisis and then out the window behind them is our boys stealing yeah. their, their their crappy camper and steven and dave don't seem very upset they're gonna pull an insurance scam apparently um and they're happy that but and they're gonna wait two weeks which gives them doesn't time make any to sense do to me caper. because knowing that they were supposed to do a job maybe they just said screw the job the thousand dollars isn't worth it but um what what really gets me is Harry and Wayne are in this car. They're pulled over by a police officer, William H. Macy, and they pull the wool over your eyes. You're like, oh, man. Yeah. He's but, like, we've been looking for you. I think it, they were broke down, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. they're on the side of the road, yeah. broke down. And, yeah, and then he pulls up to them. And you're like, oh, man, they're pinched already. And the old, the old head caught in the steering wheel. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That is uh, – yeah, Steve's on is which is a, Harry's legs. a wonderful setup for what's coming later. Yeah, that's when true. Macy goes, "Oh my!" Yeah, <laughs> doesn't seem to as maybe shocked as he could be. Right, as he should have been. And they're taken to what seems like a courthouse. Yeah, and the judge Paul Dooley, yeah. that guy, that character actor is so awesome. He was he was scary. You're like, okay, yeah. whatever you say, and it's, but he's in overalls. Do you want one or two? <laughs> one or two? I got one question for you. And they're like, yes, Judge. The whole time, they think they're busted. Yeah. And you as the audience thinks they're busted. Yeah. But it turns out they pick one, which is the lesser of one or two. And it's $1,000 for doing some sort of job that they've been contracted to do. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, oh, know. this is, we're getting paid. We're not getting lynched. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And again, you're along for the ride if you didn't read, you know, the the because I, I didn't. Okay. I didn't read the the overview before. That's a that's a wonderful thing. Yeah. <laughs> to go into this movie clean like yeah. that. Um and then they said you can sign for your money in the morning at the bank. Yeah. So, so which okay. which sets up our There you go. Next character. They're gonna they're gonna get some money and split. They're going to get the money and run. But they're curious, so they go back to the RV and they're looking around the RV. Who are these guys? And who are these guys? <laughs> and Wayne pulls out a little suit and he says, "Midget clothes." <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not a nice thing no, to say, and then but then he's like and then he pulls out another suit. Yeah. Midget circus. <laughs> Midget circus kids. And they're so bizarre. And he, he then the uh, 
the other guy, Harry, is like, what about the sewing machine? Yeah, he finds a sewing machine. Oh, we're tailors for... We're, we're traveling midget tailors. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. I did not laugh at that. And it's clear uh, from a magazine that they pick up showing Stephen and Dave that they are pageant professionals. Yep. And, and they, they they get very hopeful at first because they see some hot girls in the magazine until yeah. until they Older find girls. their yeah until they find their uh, I want to say their wedding book and Stephen and Dave are a couple yeah they're a it's wedding, gay couple wedding pictures and so again immediately you're like oh redneck setting oh boy I I started to get a little worried but you've already laughed at least. Four times by this point. I have, but I started to get worried that it would be a hackneyed Oh yeah. Gay like they wouldn't treat the, the homosexual stuff and they wouldn't treat the gay stuff respectfully and it would we'd be done for easy jokes. Yeah. And that was right away I'm saying that was not the case at all. No. Um but I started to get a little worried. Just <laughs> not that I think Steve Zahn would be a part of that, but that other guy, I don't know. I didn't know much about him. So um, the next scene is them going to the bank the next day, trying to get their money. Yep. They're waiting in line. And it's, you know, a traditional or a typical small town bank. There was an awful lot of people there for first there thing were. in the morning. But it seemed like maybe that was, you know, they got captured on the Sunday. Yeah. That was Monday. So the actual population of Happy Texas. Which is a real place. In 2010, 678 people. <laughs> in 2019... 668 people. Oh. They lost 10. COVID? No, 2019. No, that was before. Yeah, yeah. Well. But it wasn't filmed there. It wasn't filmed. It was filmed in California. Yeah. Per- I want, I'm calling it Peru, but it's spelled P-I-R-U. But we meet Joe, who runs the bank, took over from her father. And again, I'm like, universal soldier girl. Awesome. Yeah. I've never seen her in anything else. And I was really excited. And I think her character introduction was really strong because she has to tell them, you don't get the whole thousand, you get half. Yeah. Well, the whole gender thing before that, when he says, fetch, fetch the pants around here. Oh, right, right, right. And, yeah. you know, they want to, they're here to see the president of the bank and they're, they're, you know, fetch the they're pants. abusing her, Ryan, yeah. verbally. Yeah. And, uh, All right. There's one of your tenants. <laughs> But but she she bites back just as hard. Yeah. So I wonder what the the way she says that when she's introducing her name. Yeah. With so when there's that pause there, I didn't quite get what she was doing. You know, she says Joe, which reminded me of Joe versus Volcano because Med Ryan does that same thing. Yeah. Josephine McClintock, how y'all doing? I think it's just she's used to having to do that. You know, I mean, she's a Joe. Yeah, Josephine McClintock. It's the most rednecky her you know, dad, name. Her dad's be. name was Joe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we find in the periphery a farmer is waiting for his twenty thousand dollars for something, and these two perk up. So now I'm <laughs> like, okay, this is going to be a bank robbery movie. Can I have three dollars for lunch? And they're going to pretend. <laughs> so she says, "I don't have that kind of cash right now. We got to wait two weeks." Which is they exactly two weeks. Yeah, which is exactly what they said when they were going to call That's the insurance what I was curious company about because I felt like they were in this town for three months. Yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah, he they, the script was pretty tight. They wrote it all in there. Yeah. And my first thought is when they go into the school to meet the pageant girls, and it finds that they're little girls. Yeah. Nobody 
would allow their kids to be around a guy with a handlebar mustache like that. <laughs> and talk and talk the way he does. Immediately, yeah. it would be red flags immediately. But Steve Zahn is just kind of charming enough for that not to be that big a deal. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe in Texas where the, a macrame diaphragm is what's given for the gate yeah. of the prisons. Is I like the normal. sassy lady. I forget. She has this line where they're talking about about what kind of men they like. And she says, I like my men a little dirty and packing the heat and kind of gooses <laughs> Sheriff Cap- Chappie, which is ironic from what we find out later. Yeah. But I like how she's just giving him a little like boost, you know, because clearly nobody knows, you know, what his deal is. But so they decide that they're going to stick around, lay low, which is a good idea. Because well, we only... find out that most of the cops are looking in Mexico. Yeah. When they find out about the 20 grand coming into the bank, yeah. he's he's going to rob it. So what do they want? They're going to be rich. And Harry says, we want beaches and foreign women with large breasts. Or men with stinky breath and a, and a locked locked in a cell. Right. And, a, and our boys on. That's their fantasy. I'll take that one. I'll point you that one. Pointing to the hand of large breast foreign women. So, yeah, that's their, that's what they're looking for. Foreign women. Can't be from here. So I... <laughs> The stuff that I really liked, man, I got to be honest, is Steve's on with those kids. Yeah. Like, he he is so uncomfortable at first. Um, you see her, him walk into the schoolroom, and Miss Schaefer is taking a gas can away from some kid. Yeah. And she's like, you can't do the flaming baton yeah. trick again. And they're they're fighting. Yeah. The, the kid is screaming, like, trying to get... She carries around her own personal We've established gas. these are strong kids. It's Texas. They're unnaturally strong. <laughs> and... This is when Steve Zahn is is forced to kind of show his pageant powers because Miss Schaefer is kind of starting to get a little like, can you do this? And he's like, line up, everybody line up. And this is when he does the most bizarre interpretive yeah. dance I've ever seen in my life, and it's great. What did you think of the scene right before that when the when the girl jumps on the other kid for calling them all sissies and starts beating the heck out of them? And then he lifts them up, you know, <laughs> carries him outside. Oh, oh, Steve's on when he abuses that boy. Threatens to, if he ever comes back, he will sneak in their it, it, house it, in the middle of the night with a chainsaw, kill him with a chainsaw. It's that was, and a then he much. just drops him. <laughs> but it, it again within the conflict uh-huh. context of the movie, it endeared you to him. Yeah. And then he offers the girl a cigarette and says, "You don't, yeah, punch, yeah. You don't ever lead, uh, drop your shoulder yeah. with your lead hand." Yeah, and he, in earnest, gives Te- her a smoke, teaching her, yeah, and, and teaching her how to punch. But he makes up a dance. He talks about a tornado, winds of fury. It was that was hysterical. <laughs> that was absolutely. And again, I don't. I want to see all the outtakes of that, but yeah. it was great and interesting because he did a move called the tornado. Right? He's. Do you remember that? Him saying yeah. tornado. tornado, tornado. Well, when I looked up Happy Texas, that's one of the things that came out. That town was hit, decimated by a tornado, completely decimated. Oh boy. Yeah. I don't know what year. Well, though. the funniest scene in the movie to me. Oh, that wasn't it. Was the, the dance- auction. Really? <laughs> God damn it. That auction. But the guy's buying his own tires. A, no, Farnell. <laughs> Shit. How did you remember Farnell? that? <laughs> oh my God. With the, the Coke glasses. Because, because he is that same character in another movie. Did you get that? He's in another, that same character in another movie later. Like Revenge of the Nerds 5? No, no. So the Dooley is talking about the, the Ming vase and nah, there's a little crack on the back, but you can fix it up. <laughs> 
And then he's talking about Farnell liking tires. Yeah. You know how he likes his tires. And you see a guy bidding on tires, and it's Varnell. And Joe is like, Varnell, those are your tires. Don't <laughs> buy those. Don't let the judge, don't let him buy his don't own tires. Don't let him buy his own tires. <laughs> so again, she's taking care of everybody. Yeah. She's like, you know, the leader of the town. So Varnell, he's in Kingpin. That first bar they go to when Woody Harrelson is oh. he's like he's 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 billed as redneck stutterer. He's like, you want a little action? I got a game for you. But he stutters in this one. Yeah, he's I know. the exact same character. He's the same character. <sighs> this is should have put the old lady in the back. This seat is one of this. those things. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those things. Wait, wait. Where I when I Ryan, Ryan stuck his tongue out as he said that. I everybody. didn't. I, just, I didn't do. So <laughs> didn't do the, didn't when do I the said fingers. that guy's in Kingpin, that's another moment where my wife was like. I just did that. How do you know this? Yeah, except I didn't roll my eyes and do that. I'm like, that was impressive. Every time I think she's going to be impressed, and it rarely is the case. But And I get it. It's not impressive. But you called that out without looking it up. Varnell buying his own tires. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was funny as shit. And the judge letting him. Yeah. So one of my favorite scenes in the movie was when Joe and Harry are doing the decorations. And... Again, Joe thinking Harry is a gay man. Yeah. It's kind of talking like girlfriends asking for relationship advice with Gary, who just drops in any every once in a while for the bone zone. And I thought that was a really well for both actors, a really I- impactful scene. Yeah. And it's the one later on too where he but you're Harry, probably going to get to that. He's Steven at this point, right? They're, they're now Steven yeah, and David. I don't want to get confused. I okay, was going right. to do this. I was going to do the name thing, but yeah, Harry They're impersonating, impersonating Steven and David. Yeah. And, and and Steve Zahn can never remember the name David. That makes He me, says the other one. So funny. <laughs> I'm so the hard. other one. <laughs> but this scene is really great, and she's talking about how you know she doesn't think that this is the right thing. And he says what he would say to her. And she says, like a straight man is ever going to say that. Yeah. And she's just laughing her head off. Yeah. Like a British man would say it. <laughs> British man did say it. With an American accent. I, I, I really, I, I thought that that was a great scene. And then I realized, like, Harry's having a real nice time. He's doing decorations. He's doing the, the management pageant yep. stuff. He's sneaking the code to the, the safe. Wayne is doing all the heavy lifting at this point. Yeah. Like the montage where Wayne learns all the dancing and the pageant stuff was tremendous. Yeah. And and the one you're like, should not be around kids with the handlebar mustache and the can barely understand him talking. Well, he does allow her to try the flaming baton and it sets the whole place on fire. <laughs> Which was what the gasoline can was. It sure does. He, I, I imagine he's like, all right, go ahead. You do that flaming baton. And started a fire with the flaming baton comes back at the end. And another scene that was really amazing to me was um, the sheriff and Harry and their hunting scene. Oh, William H. Macy was so good in that scene. And they never took the camera off of them too, like showing what they're looking at. Yeah. You know, they never showed a single rabbit. They're shooting rabbits, right? You find out later. Oh, there's another one. Yep. And then when he, you know, when he gives them the sign about, oh, if, if you were a gay man, I would be, you know, I would find you very attractive. Yeah, Harry or, says it. Pop him. But immediately, <laughs> like, I don't know, two minutes into that scene, I'm like, oh, Sheriff's gay. Yeah. 
holy cow, this is great because well, their faces was, are really close together. He was asking about Harry and Wayne, Harry and Wayne, Stephen and Dave, if they were still together. Yeah, and Harry says, "No, we're not really. We're more like conveniences." Yeah, and well, that's the a bird of a different color. Said he wouldn't have infringed, but then he asks Harry out on a date. Yeah, and it's again. It's done so well and so respectfully. And he's a fugitive. So there's there's no getting out of this. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the this is the sheriff. This is the sheriff. Yep. And you know, so he's gotta go. Sheriff Chappie Dent. And And I love where the date takes him. Th- this that, place he's I, been I, wondering about, he's been reading about. I could talk about this cowboy bar for the next seven hours. <laughs> next next seven hours I want to talk about this cowboy bar. And it's all men. It's well, yeah. It's it's a, and it has everything that I don't like, country music and dancing, but the way that this shot, the way that the scene was filmed and them dancing together, yeah, I was, I had a grin. And you know that you know that took a long time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because that was intricate. Ton of extras, and you start to see Harry, who starts the who starts the (laughs) date, he's all bummed out. He's being a real douche, and. And the sheriff, he's asking for two more tecates, and then he asks for a steak. What is it? Like, a steak, bloody as hell. Oh, he says, yes, rare, and I mean rare. Just de- just dehorn them, slap them on the butt, and send them in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that was so was and, and then the other guy's like, I'll take the same. Yeah, he's got. He's just hating life that he has to be where he's at. Oh, my God. And. It, it, yeah. It's this lovely, and they start dancing. And it goes, it's real intricate, goes on and on, yeah. and then, I'm going to spin you again. <laughs> um, and it's, again, it could be played for laughs, and it could be played to be to make fun, but it really isn't. I, I think, like, the two of them dancing and Harry starting to enjoy it. Oh, you're making a real good point. They don't, they don't do the, any of the cheap. No. Yeah. No, you could have gone for cheap jokes there. You could have gone for a cowboy with ass cheeks out or something like that, but it was just... Dudes line dancing and having the time of their lives, and I wanted to be there immediately. <laughs> I wanted to go to that place. And so another scene, again, that really surprised me was Steve Zahn and Harry's scene, where Zahn's at the at the sewing machine. This is when he comes home from the date? Yeah, he yeah. comes home from the date, and Zahn has started to learn how to sew. Yeah, and what does he got, like a bandana around his yeah he's got like a cholo bandana he's, with that he's handlebar like full-on housewife at that moment and he's talking about you know Janie needs this and we're working on somebody's that and they have this lover's spat <laughs> in yeah. a way that was so fun they are actually playing the gay couple from the beginning yeah they they literally have yeah. turned into them and then harry he says about the sheriff well we're dating now yeah yeah, he was completely distraught. I'm dating. I oh man, I thought that was so so great. Yeah, and such a fun scene, and it gave the movie stakes because you're like you care about these people, and what happens in the locker room later is so fucking devastating. Yeah, because you know, and, and that's when I wrote down how long have they been there? I feel like it's been three months, like literally three months. Yeah, and how. How do they buy into, you know, the ability for us to buy into those characters the way that we do? Yeah. I mean, it's done so well. So we find out from Mrs. Schaefer that through all the pageant's history, none of the girls have ever qualified. 
Yeah. Ever. Yep. He's hoping for the first time. Just one. <laughs> and then we find out that they all qualified. Well, yeah, after the after they do their thing and they the judges do their come. Little, their judges thing and, and and Steve's on says Wayne says uh who did anybody qualify and she's like they all qualified, which again was super nice and he seemed to really be proud of that. Oh, she gets all crazy and then they do a hard cut right into the right into the, the great sex, sex scene. Without showing anything, this made me laugh so hard. <laughs> I know. They, there's, He's being pulled to the ground. Yeah, and... the chessboard is shaking all over the place. <laughs> you know, and that, after they get to the, and then the music too. They yeah. cut up this, you know, this hard tempo music. I mean, there, and there's no nudity, no nothing, but it's it's yeah. hilarious. And what I loved in in the post post coital scene was she's like, yeah. you have a lot of ladies' names yeah. tattooed all over you. <laughs> Yeah, I got a little quiz to see if if you paid attention on this part. So he names two of the three girls. uh, Jessica Lang. Okay. And Jamie Lee Curtis. All right. And what's the other name on there that doesn't get talked about? From Trading Places, he says. Yeah. There was one more name on his chest. Oh, I didn't see the other name. Meg. Oh, Meg Ryan? Had to be Meg Ryan. Um, What I noticed moving forward was Harry... This was still a very 90s movie. The jeans, Harry's belt loops. Did you see how many belt loops he had? No. He had fucking Z Cavaricis on, this guy. <laughs> just belt loops for days. He looked like such a weirdo. Um, but I, I just it put me back in the 90s. I'm like, ah, this is a 90s movie. And now we have Harry going back to see Joe, and Glenn is leaving. And I think he's going to be bummed out or there's going to be a conflict or something. Uh, Joe, Glenn's the guy who just drops in for a bang every so often, but she reveals that she broke up with him and he didn't really give a shit. Well, oh, how well. she spots him out of the corner. He's like hiding in the weeds. Yeah, yeah, and is. she's like, you want to, you want some coffee? Yeah. Like, you know, like, how did she see him? Hiding in the bushes. Yeah. He, he, well, he wasn't they, hiding very they well. They talk about him being a stalker. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a criminal. Or no, he's a, he's a credit card. Criminal. But she's not like concerned. Yeah. And now we have the surprise with Bob showing back up. Now this is where I had a question. You've seen this more than once. Yeah. Bob shows back up, and he is there to rob the bank, which he calls his bank. What what was the connection there? So there could have been some deleted scenes, but that it, it, by coincidence they ended up in the same town as. You know, although they were close to the, obviously close to Where the prison. Where did Bob go? Bob was, that was a bank that Bob had been planning to rob. Yeah. And by coincidence, they end up in the same town st- um, staking out his bank. It makes sense. Because the night before, you just see the cigarette butts dropping when he's watching them. Yeah, I didn't know it was him. And it, yeah. it was a fun reveal that it was him. I kind of figured he would, he would come back. Yeah. Um, but now he's forcing the guys, or he's in on this bank robbery. And I think, do you think Harry at this point has decided not to do it? Mm-hmm. And, and Wayne is still into doing he, He's, they're both into their girls. I mean, they, they've, <laughs> they're both ready to settle can, down maybe. at this point. Yeah. I think so. And and that, again, is another part of the charm of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Because they're like, oh shit, now this guy shows yeah. back up and, and he's going to kill everybody. And so now they're kind of stuck. 
but they they plan with this guy anyway because they know he's a psychopath and they know he could kill people he they care about now right including kids they're just trying to get him out of here there's stakes with kids involved here too they don't even want any of the money they're just they just want to get him in and out get it yeah without anybody getting hurt and so they're saying you know they're going to use the pageant as cover and when they all come out, they're going to use the intro song to cover the... So they have a whole plan. Yep. 3.45 p.m. And so before the pageant, they're both... Wayne and Harry are in, in this locker room with Bob. And this is when Sheriff Chappie comes in. And this scene broke my fucking heart. <laughs> and I, di- I didn't think... It, but it was one of those, like, you know... You've seen it in movies before uh-huh. where, you know, the sheriff pops his head in, Bob's behind the door with a gun. I'm going to kill this guy. Right. Get rid, get of, rid him. of him. You see that all the time. And it's that like, get away. You're ugly. I hate you. Yeah. And he does it. But what Harry says to him and I free, it was like, what was I thinking with your big dumb eyes and your redneck something? Well, it's what did he use the Ghostbusters term? So we got two Ghostbusters terms in this movie. He says bug eyes. You got the bug with eyes. Your Janine, big, you with got your, the bug eyes. Yeah. Sorry about the bug eyes thing. But yeah, he says, with your bug eyes and your two left feet. And, and he hands him feet. back his rabbit foot. And he hands the gift that he got in William H. Macy's face. He's crushed. He's just Could black out the sun. Yeah. That's what it was. And we were watching this like, oh, Jesus. Like, I know this is a lighthearted comedy. <laughs> yeah, but, but it, it hurt. That was really, really rough. Yeah. And I think it was rough for Harry, too, who I think cares about this guy as a person. Well, yeah, he's a, he's a great guy, and he's just doing his job. Yeah. So we have the, the pageant starting, and this is my recording. Um, have we hit a spiritual moment yet? No. Not yet? It's right at the end. Um. With a comedy, I realized there's so many clips that could be done. And I tried to find, you know, some of the more emotional moments. And I, yeah. I want people to see the movie. But I, I, the prayer. Oh, yeah. The prayer that Wayne gives before the pageant, I just thought was particularly profound. Um, so here we go. Uh, they're about to start the pageant. And Wayne is praying with his pageant students. Through a meat grinder. 
Oh my god. Asses through a meat grinder. I, I love that. I and it's I mean, my, these are all like ten year old, you know, eight, yeah, these eight are, ten year old little girls. And I just, again, the 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 care that he legit has about this thing is great. Um, now, they're they're forced to rob this bank. We find Harry in a in a phone booth, right? Harry's in the phone booth, but we don't know who he's calling. Yeah, but yeah. did you think he was no. calling? The first time I saw it, I don't think I realized until they cut to Perlman. I kind of think that I, I one of my you know small moments of of clarity was I think he's calling the marshals. Yeah. Because they, they gave you a brief setup yeah. of that early, early on. Yeah. Yeah. So you get um, a situation where you kind of know that tension is coming. You know that a showdown is coming. Oh, yeah. But what kind? Because I think... <laughs> not, th- not what actually happens. I wouldn't... <laughs> so they want Bob in the bank, Marshalls to descend on the bank, Bob gets pinched. Yep. They escape? They... I think they just take their girls and... I think, they, I think they set up camp right there. But it's foiled by the fact that Joe shows up at the bank while Bob is in there, and Joe gets herself hostaged. By a big old bad Is that Bob. a word? Hostages. Hostage. Hosted. She, get ho- she gets hostaged. And, there again, there's not a ton of action in this movie, but the end of this, uh-huh. this action is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, besides the uh, the I, big dance scene, that's action. Yeah, that yeah. Is well, action. both of the dance scenes actually, yes, but yes. this one right through the window and everything. But so the marshals are on the roof, across and the street, across the street, kind of doing their thing. I don't know if they know there's a hostage situation inside, but Sheriff Chappie shows up and they couldn't get a hold of him because they they yeah. said, "Did you call local law?" Yeah, Perlman. Yeah, Perlman. They couldn't get a hold of him to let him know it was up, so he wanders haphazardly into this. Yeah, Perlman did say treat the well, treat the woman as a civilian. Yeah, and then uh, let me know when you got one of them in your sights. <laughs> so we have we have William H Macy who goes into full on hero mode, and he sees the car. Yeah, how about the crying? So he's he's got the broken heart. Oh, and that, the, oh, yeah, yeah. and the way he, he's That's just right. driving around, <laughs> <laughs> he's just crying. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And he he'll, he'll stop and see something, and then continue crying. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. So then he sees the car outside the bank there without a license plate on it. Yeah. So he goes in to check the bank, and yeah, I'll help him. And so he gets into a shootout with Bob, and um, it I I think it, it's it's a very heroic moment. Because Bob has body armor on. Yeah. Chappie shoots him right in the chest. Yeah. Doesn't do anything. And Bob shoots Chappie in the shoulder. Which yeah. I have a theory, Jess and I have a theory, that the heroes always get shot in the shoulder. Happens a lot. It's always the case. Sometimes a leg. Because you shoulder. know he's going to be alive. You know, yes. You know it didn't take out the lungs and heart. And so he shot. Harry comes in to kind of see what's going on because Bob has taken Joe as a hostage and they jump into the RV and there's that whole thing. But when they're on the floor though, after he jumps through the the two former daters. Yeah. (laughs) And Harry trying to ride the bank. (laughs) Are you okay? And, and William H Macy says, I've been hurt worse today. Yeah. And he's got, you know, a slug right through his shoulder. I've been hurt worse today. Bob escapes with with the money, right? Doesn't he, doesn't he have the money? 
Oh. He's got the green duffel bag. He's got the money. And there is a, a chase. You know, you you completely forget about the money. Yeah. You're so... He has a green duffel bag. I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, you buy into these characters so much... You just, that was an excellent point. Yeah. You're just like, oh, did they even and rob the I bank? I don't know if they resolved that because I do think Bob was in the vault when Joe came in. So he yeah. was taking but, the money out. But again, we don't even care. The bank robbery has really nothing to do with what's going on. It's about, we're worried about those people getting yeah. hurt. So there's a fun little chase and some action, I think. Well, the chase is, they're in the same vehicle, right? So Joe, Joe is kidnapped and put into the tow truck. And they drive away yeah. towing the camper. Towing the camper. And our our boys run and jump into the camper. And try to hit the so brakes. <laughs> the car chase is actually the same vehicle. <laughs> it's the camper being towed. Which was funny. It was hilarious. So that doesn't work out. Um, Bob has to pivot, and he goes into the, the pageant auditorium. Well, they end up back at the pageant. And this is what I was worried about. And, and what that, I now you're worried about. for the kids. Yeah. You're and freaking out. Again, MC Ganey. Holding a child is a terrible image. Yeah. With it's a gun. It's a terrible image. With a gun. But very quickly, she takes her fire baton, hits him in the nuts, and then punches him out in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it two? Like, so he's holding one kid. Then the other girl comes up with the baton oh, is that what in it between was? the okay. legs. Okay. And then Maddie, the one he taught the one to he punch, was holding. Yeah. gives him the slug. Yeah. yeah. So you have a little so full the, circle. A little team uh, yeah, effort. <laughs> So They're proud of my girls. Uh, again, a little far fetched, I guess. From a no, but funny, you know. It, but I mean, the, again, the flamey baton comedy, in, yeah. uh, in, in the nuts was yeah, was and hilarious. it kind of made like a mark on his dick area, and he screams like a girl, you <laughs> yeah. know, the big macho guy. Yeah. So, it at this point, were you wondering what was going to happen to Wayne and Harry? Like, is it going to be one of those, you know? Um, they're let free because they helped. Oh, I wasn't thinking that. I, I, I was more just sitting back waiting to see. You know, waiting to see what because was going to happen. Because it can't end without them in prison again. Well, each each guy is in the back of a cruiser, and each girl comes yeah, up I mean, and talks get, to their man. They, they get arrested. Yeah. Um, and rightly so I he, mean, oh, he had uh, zon headbutts the big guy and he and perlman has him hogtied yeah yeah um so they're they're taken away they're in prison and the end of this movie yes this is what you had problems with you know, i i an observation but then there's you know kind of what i'm using as a spiritual moment too it happened twice in the movie the end of the movie is at the prison where harry and wayne are right and there's a flatbed truck and a stage, and I think one of the most sensational dance numbers I've ever seen. Well, and we, we don't know they're at the prison. So the girls are doing their routine. Oh, I figured it was at the prison. They set it up. they're on a tr- flatbed yeah. truck. But they set it up like they were at their at the pageant because Zahn is faces against the window in the back of the car saying, I'm sorry, I'm not going to get to see your number. Remember to start off quiet. Yeah, quiet, quiet, and quiet. then they then they cut to her starting off quiet. Interesting. And so at that point, I didn't realize they were at the prison until the camera pulls back. That's that's interesting. You said that. I assumed it was at the prison. I really? Don't know why? Because I, I saw the flatbed maybe truck. You did see it before? <laughs> no. I, well, just, the flatbed truck was not the stage at the church. Yeah, so. it didn't look the okay, same. Okay. Okay. So you you just have that eye. That was the only logical leap I could make. Like, oh, they must be, and weird as shit. 
that it's at the prison. Yeah. I mean, really, where are the parents of those kids? Because if you well, got that call, there's armed guards in between. If the you kids. got that call as a dad, <laughs> and they said, "Hey, listen, I know your daughter is eight or nine, and she's in in pageants and stuff. They didn't get to do their dance, but their fake pageant instructors are in prison. We want to bring them down to the prison to do a show. Would you be like, okay, I'll sign yeah. off on that permission slip in in front of all the? Well, they did have bleachers with parent, you know, people in it, and then the double fencing and the armed guards behind them. So this is 1999. This is three years post John Bonet, which was still in the headlines like crazy. Interesting. And how they could do that scene. But this Because this the girls, like they're wearing these dresses and they literally, the music picks up and they pull their dresses off and it, they're in the tiny little outfits. It didn't seem... Uh, I thought it would seem uncomfortable, but it didn't. It well, was, but in 1999, I didn't. You know, three I didn't frame not, it that way. All that pageant stuff was in the yeah. all the rag mags. But they, you know, they didn't look as nightmarish as John Benet looked at times with the makeup and stuff. You know, these kids looked. You know, they weren't super made up, and I think maybe that was intentional. Yeah. Because the makeup and some of those things and the the costumes yeah. were. But the song was kind of, you know, it was old timey and yeah, yeah, it didn't, it didn't seem creepy like I thought it would. No, I, it wasn't creepy. I just, as a, as I'm considering the timing of it. I'm just surprised that they did that because, you know, you got to assume that there's pedophiles in that prison. And I don't know, maybe there's some macrame people who are making macrame diaphragms. Yeah, because they use a lot of them in Texas. They sure do. The prisons leak like them. They, they leak them but out. But the kids do this dance number, and it was charming as hell. I, I was yeah. like... And the song is something about I love you or I love you more or something like that, which is leading into yeah. the 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 two the two women addressing their yeah, men. The two, okay. Joe has serious self-esteem issues. She let Gary just drop in and bang her every once in a while, and she's going to wait three to five years... For this other dude, maybe 22 months for good behavior. 22 months, yeah. Like, come on. Come on. Really? Population 668. I know he, he said a lot of nice things, but what come are, on, Joe. What, what are your options in She's Happy She's a banking Texas? magnet. <laughs> she runs the bank. Well. I, I know Slim Pickens there. What would you give her? I'd give her a strong eight and a half, maybe yeah. a nine. Yeah, and I know you got, you know, Vernon or whatever, you know, with his tires, and he's probably the only eligible uh, bachelor in town. She, <laughs> but Christ. And she is 5'10". She is one tall. Oh, she is tall. She is a tall I think she's woman. taller than Jean-Claude Van Damme. She probably kicks better, too. <laughs> I don't know that anybody Van Damme is better. a poser. Nope. Nope. Then why wouldn't he get in the ring with Don the Dragon watch, Wilson? Watch Hard Target. Don the Dragon Wilson challenged first... him to a fight in the ring. I just don't think he wanted to and beat he, up a guy named Don. <laughs> you know? Might as well have given him a wedgie. You know, pulled his glasses off. I don't know. Vin, Diesel, Vin Diesel would have done it, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, this movie was absolutely fantastic. I, I yeah. loved every second of it. It, it did just like it. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, we had so much fun. Laughed out loud. Um, again, I was worried in a couple of moments that it would start to be 
disrespectful or especially yeah. when you have Cliche. this kind of situation. Um, but I, I took comfort in William H. Macy. I didn't think he would be in something that would that would be, you know, derogatory towards gays or would take the easy joke. Yeah. You know, he's not that kind of guy. Steve's on. I don't think so either. I mean, he's, he's a goofball and he's in a lot of silly movies, but he's not. You know, I think he's somebody who wouldn't do anything like that either. Although he looked like somebody who would, you yeah. know, beat you up if if you looked at him wrong. You know, <laughs> goat boy, goat boy. All right. Well, we've got some reviews. All right. And um, well, uh, our first review is a is a is a one out of ten, and it's a longer one. But I'm confused by this review. Um, yeah. I, it, so he only gave it one star out of ten. This person gave. He or she, um, part of it is written crazy. Some of it's written really well. I hope I can read it well. But one out of ten, tiresome. Let's see. Where, oh, where have we seen this premise before? A group of misfits rides into town, shakes up the backward townsfolk, and shows them that life is worth living. Sniff, sniff. I smell another rehash of a plot older than time itself. Happy Texas is about two small-time crooks who masquerade as gay men to put on a pageant featuring little girls in a place called Improbably Happy Texas. Just why the town should spring for such an endeavor is never explained, and the end result is a pageant that only the parents of the girls would want to watch. What a douchebag. Uh, now It was explained. I, I do like the fact that these people in this little hick town love their pageant, uh -huh. but this person is going after these girls and their performance. I don't like that. I guess a bunch of little girls who sing off key and can barely walk, let alone dance must be a source of civic pride somewhere in the United States. Jesus, This is in print. You guys <laughs> typical of Hollywood films. There's at least one child who speaks like an adult, an adult and can throw a mean punch, like a 50 year old drunk dropping a man 10 times her weight. If you're a, Budding screenwriter, for God's sakes, please, please don't ever write a character like this. There's also a masculine and forthright woman named Joe who runs a town bank. And by gum, nobody is going to tell her what to do. <laughs> by gum? By gum. As in Jamie? That's like saying dad gum. Jamie? Like, where's the dad gum bathroom? Holy cow. <laughs> the prevailing notion among Hollywood screenwriters is that if you, if you give the characters some quirky traits... You can make them instantly lovable. Who cares about character development when you have a, a woman banker named Joe? The townspeople are broadly painted caricatures of small town bumpkins. I guess that's supposed to make them charming. This film looks and feels so much like Raising Arizona that one wonders if there were some Coen Brothers wannabes behind the production of this film, which is really sad because aside from Fargo, any Coen Brothers film is largely unsatisfying. Whoa. Yeah. This is well, a first of all, it wasn't a Hollywood film. Happy Texas does not fail to leave the same lingering sense of unfulfillment. There's no substance to this film. All the actors float over the scenes like two-dimensional cutouts, saying their lines and squinting as they practice their southern accents. Ooh, okay. I think we both take issue with that. You're, you're getting upset. <laughs> Am I there, there is no sense of urgency or <laughs> habitation, and everyone seems so involved in themselves that they can barely acknowledge the existence of others. Many, many little self-involved soliloquies dot this film from start to finish as each character thinks the others want to know all about him. 
Someone please explain to me why Hollywood thinks that characters talking endlessly about themselves is not worse than its polar opposite. Action movies where explosions occur every five minutes and the hero utters some inane catchphrase after dispatching 12 attackers. I, I, uh, is it over? No. <laughs> Plot holes abound. Why did the guy go on the date with the sheriff, for instance? He could just as easily have turned him down. The dialogue is a howler. There is nothing fuzzy about what I feel for you. I think that line is from Shakespeare. I recommend you avoid this tiresome video and find something else, like the AOL discs you get in the mail. This DVD is suitable only as a coaster. (laughs) Uh, We just spent the last, how, what, hour and 20 minutes saying how great the acting was? Yeah, I mean, you know, this guy used... I think I get it, Don't give a gum. I think I get it. His, His... Mother used a macrame diaphragm. Should have used a regular condom. I think that explains it all. Should have used the traditional. All right. um, Last review, 10 out of 10. Happy Texas is one of the best movies I've ever seen. It has laughs, suspense, kindness, and intelligence. The acting and interpersonal dynamics are excellent. Besides the stellar performance by everyone in the cast... I think special mention should go to Allie Walker as Josephine McClintock. The scene at her house where she and Jeremy Northam's character are painting props, and all the scenes between her and him are are extremely well done. Harry Sawyer's reserved, rather civilized demeanor somehow works well with Wayne 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 Jr.'s outspokenness (laughs) and physical aggressiveness. (laughs) Just hearing hearing you read that. Holy shit, I I wish I could rename my son over again. (laughs) Have another one. The reintroduction of Bob Maslow was done at a perfect time, and that is an unexpected unexpected twist in the plot. I appreciated many things about the ending scene at the prison performance by the Happy Girls. Doreen, Doreen and Wayne still wanted each other. Josephine and Harry still had a chance at a delayed reunion. Harry could be out in under two years. The girls' performance of What's So Great About Love complete with the spastic moves Wayne taught them, was excellent. I love how the movie was filmed in big, bright colors with lots of outdoor scenes. None of the morose, ashen tones that are prevalent today. The soundtrack is great. Some of the best scenes are between Northam and Walker. And specified, Joe, quote, I haven't had a girlfriend in a really long time. Harry, neither have I. Him having been in prison. Joe, that's funny. Thinking he was referring to his gayness. And... Joe, yelling from tow truck, what are you doing? Harry, I'm trying to save you. Joe, well, stop. I'm trying to save you if I don't kill you first. Steve Zahn should have won an Oscar for his performance. Remember to keep the beat. I've watched Happy Happy Texas many times, and it always brings him back alive. (laughs) Nice. They put a lot into that review. You know, I I decided to, to go with the longer reviews. I didn't know what it would take out of me. It took something. Oh, yeah. You're a little but, pale. Uh, I'm glad we got through it. <laughs> but um, this was super fun. Um, really, really great movie. I, I had a blast watching it again after the black hole that I put you through, dude. We needed a little levity. Yes. After, well, there were two of them in a row. Two heavies in a row. Yeah, there may be two comedies in a row at this point. Um, if you have thoughts <clears throat> about doing too many heavy movies in a row, you can email us at a little independent podcast at gmail.com and tell us what you think about what we're doing. Yeah. Be nice. 
I mean, if you need to be mean, be mean, but uh, think about it twice. About being nice. Yeah, think twice about being nice. (laughs) We're just slogans left and right. We're getting there. We're looking to merch people. Well, you look you look sharp there in uh, your uniform, Ryan. You look great in your uniform too. And uh, interesting that we had gum mentioned. um, Yeah, our Jamie gum uniform. Yes. Well, Todd. Yes, Ryan. We will always have Monty Dora. Who are those guys? Who are those guys? You'll love it. It's just a little in Love it. It's just a little independent. You'll love it. It's just a little independent. You're going to love it. It's just a little independent. Like I'm introducing a movie to you. Like you're about to. Oh. Yeah. All right, so yeah, like, yeah. Just as a little independent. <laughs>